You're listening to episode 36 of Burning Brightly, The Gift of Choice. This is Burning Brightly, a podcast for Christian moms who are feeling called to build a business and share their light with the world. I'm Bonnie Wiscombe, a life coach, mom, and entrepreneur, and I'm honored to be your guide as you face this business building adventure full of highs, lows, and everything in between. This is where we help each other find the courage to shine. today's episode, we are going to be talking about one of, if not the greatest gift that we are given as human beings, and that is the gift of being able to choose. Now, we got to back up a little bit and talk about some core tenets of Christianity, specifically my faith, and I'm sure most Christians out there, is that we believe we lived before this earth life, right? We lived before, we'll live again after, that living here on earth is just a, a small portion of our existence. And the main thing to understand about the life that came before this life was that there was a great conflict in it. God wanted us to get have the chance to get bodies, to learn how to choose right from wrong, how to make mistakes, and to see whether or not we would choose him in the long run. Now, Satan, the enemy of all of us, didn't want this. He wanted to remove our power to choose and to force us all to be good and return to God. Now, on the surface level, that might sound great. Some of us parents are like, yeah, what's wrong with that? Let's just force our kids to be good. Then we don't have to suffer. Nobody has to suffer. It's all going to be great. But of course, that's not how it really pans out. In order for us to find the greatest joy, there has to be a right and a wrong. There has to be that dichotomy, good and bad, light and dark. We talked about this in a previous episode. Now, obviously, in this pre-earth battle, God won because he always will. But unfortunately, we lost some of our brothers and sisters in the process. In fact, I was just reading in Revelation 12. It talks about this in some really colorful symbolic language. It talks about Satan being the dragon, and it talks about this war in heaven, and this dragon was cast out, that being Satan, right, along with his angels. So what do we learn from this spiritual history? Well, I think the most important thing we learn is that God values our power to choose more than anything else. He was willing to let a huge portion of his own children follow the enemy of their souls rather than forcing them to stay with him. Like, as a parent who just let a kid leave home, that is mind-blowing to me. That instead of saying, no, the best choice for you is to stay here with me, he was willing to let them go and make that mistake because the power to choose was so important. And we're talking about the God of the universe here. He has the power over anything and everything. He can make or unmake anything he wants to. He absolutely had the power to force them, but he didn't. Isn't that fascinating? He will never mess with our agency or that power to choose. Why? Why is that so important? We're going to dive a little bit into that and talk specifically about how it affects us in our businesses. So what does this power to choose mean for us in our day-to-day lives? Well, if agency is our greatest gift, then I would argue it's also our greatest responsibility. With great power comes great responsibility, right? Superman knew it. We have to know it too. Or was it Spider-Man? I think it was Spider-Man. Anyway, Those of us who choose God's plan are the ones that are here on earth. And it's important to realize that Satan continues to fight mercilessly against us to make us relinquish that power. Because as long as we have the power to choose, we can choose God over him. And we can choose joy. We can choose peace. We can choose love. We can choose all these good things that God has taught us to choose. But we have to hold on to that power because we also have the power to relinquish that power to choose. What does that look like? Well, it looks like a victimhood mentality. Have you ever met somebody who's like, woe is me, everything bad happens to me, there's nothing I can do about it? That is a form of relinquishing your power to choose. 
damaging or harming, abusing another person can actually harm their power to choose, right? If someone undergoes trauma, that becomes more difficult to make conscious life choices because they're dealing with this damaged nervous system. Addictions, huge one. When you are addicted to something, your power to choose is lessened. If you don't believe me, eat a whole bunch of sugar and then tell yourself you're going to go off sugar for a month. It's extremely difficult because your addiction has programmed your body and brain to crave and desire this thing, even though you know it's not good for you. Same with any sort of addictive substance and addictive behaviors. Scrolling Instagram, pornography, oversleeping, over Netflixing, anything you derive a lot of pleasure from can become an addictive behavior that then makes it harder to step away from. So it can be very easy for us to kind of let go of this responsibility of choosing and just kind of flow along with the tide of life. We never plant our feet in the river and stand up and say, wait, stop. I want to choose differently than how my life is going or how everybody has expected me to choose. Now think about middle school for a minute. Middle school is an excellent, albeit tragic example of the peer pressure that we've all experienced in our youth. It was so easy to just go along with making fun of the nerdy kid because all the kid, cool kids were doing it or giving the teacher a hard time, the substitute a hard time. It was so easy in the seventh grade to cuss like a sailor because who didn't cuss like a sailor in the seventh grade? Later on, maybe we made different choices, but it was so easy to just do what everyone else was doing because we hadn't yet formed this full picture of ourselves and really learned who we wanted to be and how we wanted to stand up in life. And we probably didn't have a lot of courage yet. So we don't want to be the middle school versions of ourselves. We want to be willing to stand up and say, this is the choice I want and go boldly in that direction. Because our true power comes from exercising this agency, especially when it's hard and inconvenient. So I'm going to repeat that little truth bomb. Your true power comes from exercising your agency, especially when it's hard. I think we know that as adults. The hard stuff tends to be the stuff that's good for us. The hard stuff tends to be the things that are going to make us grow and make us learn. But it's so easy to just let go of that and just say, I'm just going to do what's easy because I'm tired. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> My kids yelled at me this week. Whatever. Whatever our excuses are. So what does this have to do with business? Why is this power to choose so important in regards to our business? Well, it has everything to do. Because as a business owner, your choices run the whole show. It's terrifying to think. <laughs> it's also very empowering, but also very terrifying. There is no boss to ask. There is no CEO to check in with. There is usually no partner to run your ideas by. Your choices run the entire thing. And that can be paralyzing, especially when we realize that there is no right and wrong choices to most of the things we do in business. When it comes to moral issues, there's always a right and wrong. Fidelity, chastity, honesty and integrity, kindness, charity, we know the right thing to do. It's to be faithful to our spouse. It's to be kind to the person who's a little bit socially awkward, right? We, we know those things. But outside of moral issues, I would say that a solid, I don't know, 80% of every other choice we make in life, there's not a right way. There's not a right way for me to load my laundry. Well, I, I might say there is and my kids do it wrong, but that's beside the point. There's not a right way to run your Facebook ads. There's not a right way to choose the niche you wanna target. There's not a right way to run a webinar. There, there just isn't, there's a thousand different ways and we still have to choose. And it becomes incredibly difficult when there is no right way because, well, for crying out loud, I don't know what I wanna choose. I just wanna be successful. It's incredibly difficult to make a choice when you know 
that there are multiple quote-unquote right ways to do it. We still have to make that choice. Now, in the grand scheme of things, moral choices really are quite simple. If you know what God's commandments are, you know you want to follow them, then it's fairly simple to choose to do so. I'm not going to say it's easy. Of course it's not easy. This life is hard. It's a test. But it is simple to make that choice and then to work towards that. But choosing your business niche or choosing a yearly goal for yourself or choosing to put yourself out there on social media and make a reel that makes you feel uncomfortable, that stuff is hard because most of the time that choice is not right or wrong. It all depends on where you want to go. Like the Cheshire Cat says, what's the right direction? Well, it depends on where you want to end up. So first we have to make a few decisions about where we want our business to end up roughly because we don't know how it's going to pan out and then make choices in that general direction. This is why it's so important to understand this concept within your business. If your future self showed up today and said, hey, guess what, honey? There's no right path. Actually, I don't think my future self would call me honey. I, that's really condescending. She would say, girlfriend, there is no right path for you. There is no correct market to corner. There is no perfect Instagram post. There is no ideal coaching package. But there is a choice that you have to make for all of these and you cannot stall forever. You have to choose. And it can be paralyzing. We overthink all these decisions. Well, what should I do? Let me ask this expert. Let me see what she's doing. Let me ask my husband. Let me ask my neighbor. Let me ask this entrepreneur. Let me just watch everybody. Let me just do more research. And that gets us nowhere. The watching and the waiting and the waiting for somebody to tell us the right way to do it is the slowest path to success. It will never pan out that way. We have to just make a choice. In business, it's really easy to put these choices off. Sometimes we'll show up in our business and when we don't have a boss, we just kind of pretend to work. We do a lot of busy stuff, uploading some podcasts or some social media posts. We'll watch a lot of webinars and trainings. We'll read a lot of books. We'll chat with other entrepreneurs, maybe join a mastermind. But if we're never making the hard decisions and then taking action on those decisions, in five years, your business will be exactly where it is today because you'll just have done all this busy work that never actually made a choice to point you in one direction or another. So if this feels familiar to you and you're like, yes, help me, help me make a choice, there's three simple steps. Are you ready for them? Number one, accept that there is no right way to build your business. There is no right way. Let me say it again. There is no right way to build your business. If you don't believe me, just hit rewind on this podcast and keep listening until you believe me. There's no right way. Number two, choose the next step to the best of your knowledge. The one you want to do, the one that sounds like fun, the one that is exciting, the one you're looking forward to. And then number three, take action on that step. So accept there's no right way, choose your next step, and then take action. Your brain, I guarantee, is going to rebel at step number one. That's why I repeated it three times. It wants to know the best way, even if there's no right one. Okay, okay, you say. There is no right way. Fine. But what's the best way? What's the way that this expert did it? What's the way that that millionaire did it? What's the way that this person did it? I'll tell you what, if you interview 20 millionaire successful entrepreneurs about and ask them how they succeeded, you will learn 20 different ways to build a successful seven-figure business. Literally 20 different ways because no one's path is the same. Now that doesn't mean there aren't some really great strategies to learn. That's a lot of what we talk about on this podcast. How to find a cold lead, how to nurture this lead, how to, how to close a sale. Yes, there's great strategies and tools you can learn but no one knows your business's blueprint for success. Why? Because it hasn't been built yet. There is no blueprint for your business because your business isn't successful yet. Or maybe it is, but it's not quite to the place where you want it to be. 
You won't have the blueprints until it's done. I know that's maddening. It makes me want to tear my hair out sometimes. I just want a plan and I want to follow that plan. But guess what? The good news is you don't need them. It's all in your brain and it will come to you throughout the experience that you put into your business. Right now, let's say, for example, you don't have any blueprint for how to get your next client. Well, you're going to try a bunch of things. You're going to try to get a bunch of leads a different way. You're going to try to nurture them a bunch of different ways. You're going to try to close some sales a bunch of different ways. And when you get your next client, you'll go, oh, that was the path. And then guess what? The client after that will be easier because you'll already know how it worked to get one client. And then the third and the fourth and the tenth client will be even easier because you're going to start to create some pathways that seem to work for you. They work for your personality. They work for your the hours you're willing to put into your business and you'll experience more flow in your business as you put the time and effort in and you see some successes. But sitting around and waiting for that plan to manifest will simply ensure that in five years you're exactly where you are today. And we do not want that for ourselves. So again, number one, accept there is no right way. There's not even a best way, there's just your way. Learn as much as you can from the experts and then just go. Number two, choose a way, (laughs) choose the next step. And number three, take action on that step. I have a whole other podcast coming up about this topic of there not being a best way or a right way, about how the experts cannot tell you how to build your business because they haven't built your business and you guys are going to love it. But this is a great place to start, except there's no right way. Choose a step anyway and then take action. You guys have a wonderful Christmas this weekend. I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave a review if you haven't. I so appreciate every listen and I will talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. Are you ready to get started on your dream business? Join Finding Your Side Hustle, my digital course that will guide you through discovering what it is you love and how to turn it into a family-friendly business. Are you ready for one-on-one support as a mom or entrepreneur? Schedule a free coaching call with me to work on the goals you have for your life, including business success, weight loss, or better relationships. I can't wait to help you make progress on your dreams.